Hiya, and welcome to another episode of The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. Uh, whether you're listening on Lisburn's 98 FM or Bangor FM or FM 105 in Downpatrick, you are more than welcome. If you need any instructions on how to access this on the internet, you can visit thejewelcase.johndarcy.com and get all your old episodes there. The reason why I'm talking like this is because today I have a very special guest who practices in the world of ASMR. But we'll talk about that in a little second. My guest is Megan Catchleen Dallet. You may know her from Vent Freds. She's a fashion blogger and a life blogger. Um, I'm probably getting all the descriptions wrong, but she's also an artist who does ASMR themed art, amongst other things. Megan, how are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome to the Jewel Case. Uh, we're on like episode 23 now. It's crazy how that's that, a lot of episodes. I know. I'm sorry I couldn't get you on for like one of the the big. Uh, sort of milestone ones like 25 or 30 when we get there I don't know if we'll make it to 30 23 is very important I don't it's, know about it's you my 23rd year and this is this has been the best year you're 23 years old yeah wow why did I look older or younger uh no comment <laughs> <laughs> Megan we are recording in your home yeah well my family's home I have taken the microphone, I've taken the kit out of the studio today because you've had car troubles. You had trouble getting out of the house today. So I, I came to you and actually I've came a long way. I've, I've left Lisburn to come all the way up to Ballycastle. On the best day ever, we're sitting in a very dark room and it is <laughs> shining outside. It's so gorgeous. Yes, it is a lovely day. Uh, your dogs attacked me on the way into the house. They did. And uh, John's actually sitting here soaking wet with doggy slavers. Oh, and um, hairs. Yeah, I need to wash these jeans now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some nice and lovely natural light flooding in here. I feel like I'm going to go for an ice cream after this. We're definitely going to go for an ice cream. Has to happen. I think there's actually about four episodes of this podcast where I've told the other person we're going for ice cream or we're going for pizza after. Regular listeners, if you can let me know, uh, if you can tweet me underscore John Darcy and remind me how many of those episodes that I've actually promised food. And you know what? It's never happened. You've never delivered. It's because I always get so like, oh, I've got to wrap up the cables, pack away the microphones, and then they end up, no, I, I'm just going to head on, John. See you later. I feel like we should do uh, at the end of this episode a mini podcast on the road. Oh. Let's get, bring the mics on the road and take a drive down the seafront. Well, you know, we have done one episode in the car with B-Mixy. Yeah. Did you hear that one? I did hear that one. You did? I did, yes. Um, what, did you, what did you think of it? I, um, I love Brandon so much, so I just think it was great. It was great. Oh, it's just any opportunity to hear his voice. Yeah, and um, I don't know what I think about his driving though, so... <laughs> How did you find it? Uh, it was a bit scary. Uh, it was weird. There was lots of little things that happened. The, the, what, what you hear is a lot of editing oh, really? <laughs> in the mix. But it was great, great chat. Uh, we could have talked for hours, as I always seem to find on, on this. Where once I sit down with somebody who's interesting and has lots to say about their art, uh, I just get all carried away. Our, our last week's show, I was with Isabel Anderson, who's a sound artist and a performer. And we just like talked for like two hours, had to like go over time. But let's try and keep it to an hour, Megan, today. An hour, okay. Hour. You've definitely not kept it to an hour before. <laughs> I think we're already like five minutes in and we haven't <laughs> even talked about you. So uh, let's stop talking about me. Megan, what, what, what is it that you do? I'm, I'm currently a student in University of Ulster and I'm about to go into my third year. So my final year, which is scary beans. 
this is my like fifth attempt of doing uni. Right. Well, yeah, no, it is my fifth attempt. So hopefully I finish it this time. Oh, you're, you're academically sound so far? Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I'm sitting uh, on a first. Great. Right wow, now, well done. But yeah, I think it's just because I'm interested in the topic that I'm working in, which is ASMR. ASMR. So yeah, this is why I wanted to talk to you because I mean you you do you do all this other stuff that we'll talk about. You do the Van Fred's blogging, um, and you help sort of do live events and uh, all all this interesting stuff in and around the arts and culture. But the ASMR thing just sort of tickled my fancy um, because I saw your piece of work that was in a recent group exhibition at Catalyst, and uh, this piece was um, a video piece. Um, I'm telling you, as though you don't know. I'm Which trying to explain for for the listeners. This was the video that was presented in a box. Was it one video or three? Um, or was it raw exhibition? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So the exhibition was raw. And yeah, that was. And yeah. so, what was that piece called? Um, that was unfinished. because that was the theme of the exhibition that Catalyst Arch members would bring in an unfinished piece of work sort of so it was like halfway done so the finished piece was actually three screens that each had their own thing going on them and then one sound piece that flicked in between what was going on so I haven't even seen the final thing I only saw the sketch yeah well yeah you've seen like the basic version of what the final piece was because it looked pretty well fully formed at the stage I saw it Thanks. It didn't seem like a sketch. It was uh, you had constructed a box where the audience or viewers could step into this little comfy room and put on their headphones and experience this video art, which was themed or inspired by ASMR. Mm-hmm. Should we explain what ASMR is? Yes. So ASMR is stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response which sounds super duper fancy and confusing. but Autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It's basically um, a person's response to a specific trigger um, that would give them a tingling sensation that starts at the back of their neck and like creeps up along their head and along their scalp. Some people will feel it in their fingers. It's just like a really euphoric, relaxing feeling that not everybody gets. Yeah, so sometimes so- it sounds like... I've just made up this thing. <laughs> but it's a whole movement online. And I, f- I feel like, well, when, when I've heard people talking about it, um, people can't really work out whether it started because of this movement on the internet of people creating videos that attempt to induce it. Mm-hmm. Or if just that the internet has acted as a forum where people who have been experiencing this undefinable thing have finally been able to find other people who experience it and then put a name to it. Oh, no, it was definitely like... I have experienced it my whole life and I know that anybody that has experienced it like has from like early on and I know that whenever it first began to be talked about it was on a forum I think it was like a health like website and somebody posted about it being like this thing is happening to me and I don't know why is it bad do I have some sort of thing wrong with my head do I have like tumor growing I don't really understand can someone else talk about it and then plenty of other people were like oh yeah I get it but it seems to be nice and it helps me sleep and then from this big string of conversation and um, one woman decided to go and make some whispering videos that would induce it and from there like it just sort of took off 
into the ASMR community now. And so there's people, like you say, like making these videos to induce it. But yes, trigger videos. When when did you find out sort of naturally? Was tell us your story. Well, I, I definitely got it as a child. I remember getting it in playgroup whenever I was getting my hair brushed. And I can remember it so vividly. Like playgroup, I was getting my hair brushed in the like garden bit. And it was just me and like the classroom assistant. And I just remember getting it and being like, oh my God, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> and then um, I would always got it from people tickling my arm or my back. Okay. Like growing up as well. Um, but I like the first time I heard about ASMR, I was studying in Newcastle University and I was finding it really hard to sleep at night. So I Googled meditative relaxation videos. So yeah. it's like a guided relaxation. And then um I seen that every video that had that also had those four letters on it and I couldn't mm. understand what ASMR was. Then I Googled it and just seen loads of women folding like towels and things <laughs> and was like, what is this? And from there I then like Googled it and understood. So there's videos where people talk and explain things. Uh, maybe they're in a really hushed tone and they're really close to the mic. Um, and it's about the intimacy. Yeah, sort of. there's definitely but, an intimacy. But there's also then these ones where people sort of do things sort of demonstratively with their hands. Maybe they're f- like folding. Really mundane, or, repetitive tasks. Or even tapping the, yeah. the surface or, or maybe typing or drawing or writing. And it's the sound of the pencil rubbing against the paper. And that can be a trigger for other people. Yeah, um, a big trigger is people in flow. So, you know, whenever you've got like a passion project, like with painting, I would be painting and I wouldn't know how much time has passed because I'm just focused on that. Or maybe you'd be, I don't know, songwriting and you wouldn't realise that four hours have passed because all you've been doing is concentrating on this one thing. Yeah. People find that very, very relaxing just to watch someone work. Mm. So it's definitely a part of watching people in flow. I think I think the key thing for me, because the re- the first time I heard about it, it sounded really bogus because it was a, it was like I heard about it in this think piece that was in one of those like Sunday newspaper supplements, uh, you know, those free magazines you get with whatever mm-hmm. newspaper. Uh, and you always have to wrap them out of the plastic and all that. What's that about? <laughs> but uh, maybe that could be an ASMR video unwrapping totally. the plastic. <laughs> an unboxing of the But the th- this person sort of described this weird online community where people watch girls and that was the real slant that it was really watching girls like an erotic it, it really had that feel that the, the writer was really framing it as that it's to do with erotic sensationalism and intimacy it is to do with intimacy mm-hmm. i think but um they, they framed it in this way it was sort of like a fetish and that people were getting like some sort of sexual gratification from it and from what i'm now hearing about it it's it's really not the community is actually really anti that it's not the word braingasm comes up yeah, and there's that sort orgasm. of metaphor, but it's really not to do with like sexuality. It's this other sensation, this tingling in the head that sort of can flow Yeah, down. it's just a, a nice, relaxing, it, it will, it's been proven to help people who have insomnia sleep. So it's like they're thinking about it as a, an alternative therapy now. But then there's so many, it sounds like there's so many different kinds of triggers Oh, so, there's hundreds and hundreds of triggers. So it's just about finding what triggers you, if you get it. Yeah. If you don't get it, I'm sure you think that 
John and I are talking. <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. I don't get it. I we we were chatting the other day. We were talking about doing this interview, and I was thinking like, oh, maybe I do get that because I get chills sometimes when I listen to music. But that's musical chills, and apparently that's a totally different thing. So if you get sort of these nervy sensations in your limbs or up your back, sort of that goosebumpy things when listening to music, that's that's not ASMR. It's that's not a, a different quite, thing. No, um, it's a sort of a relaxed head rush, nearly the ASMR thing that's like slightly yeah. different. But then I, I I said to you that I have this other thing that I get, which is like a sort of physical muscle empathy. And I do I don't know what that is. But if someone if I see someone in pain, like my calves will go to jelly and I feel like a weird response that way. And you said that's sick. <laughs> no, no, you you didn't word it like that. You worded it to me in that every time you see someone in pain, you like feel something. I was like, oh, you sadistic boy. It's no, not no. sadistic at all. <laughs> no, I think. Um, there's definitely like kinesthetic triggers that aren't like ASMR, like haptic triggers. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it could, is it something that your, your brain's interpreting something and then the, oh, here, I'm going to start talking about the brain and then all, anyone who actually knows anything about the brain is like, actually, John, that's complete bogus. <laughs> is it like, you know, you know, these things like synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Where someone can hear a word and they, see they actually see a color or they yeah. taste a sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a litany of like art that's based on that, like Kandinsky who painted what he heard. And I hear, I don't even, I've heard, I heard one time that Van Morrison, when he like closes his eyes, he can see his he sees music. colors when he hears music. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what source that came from, but maybe that's bogus. So but that's don't synesthesia. Sue me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's synesthesia. Is there something in the soup of the brain that it's kind of like that? It's like a transference of this feeling of um, um, intimacy or or sort of sharing and feeling an empathy that's giving you that sensation in your head? I'm not sure if it, well, it's not, it's been proven that synesthesia and um, ASMR are completely different. Like the response is completely different because there are people that don't have synesthesia that get ASMR sure but I do think like the eyes are like they kind of function as an organ of touch like they whenever they see like haptic or tactile triggers they understand how it feels Mm. like they send triggers to your brain that then your brain understands how it would feel like in your muscles or on your skin yeah and there's there's that experiment where they they had people put their hands forward and the hands would get stroked by like another person or a feather or something. In a box. Yeah. So yeah, your hand would be there and you would understand that feeling. And then they would take your hand away and put a fake hand and you'd see the fake hand getting stroked, but you'd still feel the sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's all this weird brain play that goes on that we still have so much to learn about how this crazy thing in our head works. There's there's so like um, scientists are still trying to figure out what it is or why it's happening or anything about it. There's just so little knowledge about it. And in a way, you're trying to work out what it means through your art practice now. Yeah, in a sense. I'm Uh, sort of just playing around with ASMR. Because you're not really making ASMR videos the way the YouTubers are making sort of like ones to try and induce ASMR or... Yeah, I'm sort of playing around with the, um, the like traditional 
construct of an ASMR video by perhaps I would tech a trigger such as ear to ear whispering and I would tech it out and film it on a cliff where I was out sitting singing on a cliff edge but then I recorded it in a studio so you heard the really crisp clean audio but then you see yeah. um, like a change in environment or I would tech very intimate triggers and put them in the public so that's where my practice was last year next year I'm going to be experimenting with materials in different ways it's just all experimental well you're finding your way as you go which is what yeah, artists do yeah kind of yeah <laughs> totally makes sense um and actually I sort of feel like uh, you're stumbling across these little things like the juxtaposition between the studio recording and the field recording out on the cliff edge like that's something that people have been playing with in the world of sound art so you're sort of like coming across these little conceptual things on the way as well which is really interesting um bringing that into your practice so what what do you feel like is is next for you in terms of what you're going to do? Are you going to do more video work or are you yeah, going to yeah. maybe do like this online or is it a gallery based practice? Well, it it is online at the minute. I think I will just keep uploading it online in the same way that everything that's in the ASMR community is all on YouTube. But in terms of exhibiting with the box, I was interested in creating like an intimate um sort of scenario where people are kind of hidden away from the gallery but not hidden like completely because they Mm. know that they're still being watched so I'd quite enjoy I want to work in VR next year oh wow (laughs) virtual reality virtual reality man yeah so I'd like to do that live performance is a thing that quite a lot of um, ASMR artists are working in now where they will either do it where it's Skype live performance. So right. they would be performing to someone that's halfway across the country. Like but a then, personal mm-hmm. Skype session. So it's not tailored your, to the person who is sitting in front of you. And actually that's quite interesting because then you can tailor your performance for that individual's trigger. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, another artist, uh, Emma from Whispers Red. She had done a performance, I think it was in London. And she did a live performance two days in a row to like a group of a hundred people. And she just sat on the stage and, and everybody sat with headphones in, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the he- live performances with headphones are becoming a bit more of a thing. I guess the technology is more accessible mm-hmm. now and you can get these wireless headphones. There's actually a theatre company who put on two shows in the Mac and this is really bad. I wasn't prepared for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and they did two shows in the Mac. One of them was called Going Dark. And it was a guy who was slowly going blind that played with the idea of real sound and imagined sound. And some of it was you heard live and some of it was heard on headphones. And eventually, as this play went on, you were in complete darkness and were hearing things live, but also on headphones. So this really weird um, perceptual event that was happening in the body of the audience. Uh, there was another one that they did where there was new performers and it was all in headphones. And they had recorded it with these binaural microphones. And so the binaural microphones, you've probably heard of them. People are talking or people call it like 3D audio. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's a bit of snake oil, that sort of term, 3D audio. It's sort of the way like high definition audio. What does that actually mean? Well, (laughs) it, it tends to mean these microphones that they put in your ears. And that actually allows the microphone to pick up um the audio characteristics of how we hear in our head because our ears like change the way we hear certain frequencies and block out sounds in certain ways because of the physical nature of the head 
um, all sciencey stuff, head <laughs> transfer function, whatever. Um, but whenever you listen back to a binaural recording, it sounds like you're actually the person who recorded it. They've done there's really funny ones that it sounds like you're getting a haircut and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. one that came out like uh, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this play was done in that. So they 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 recorded a play like of people walking around and dialogue happening around this microphone in someone's head so it uh, sounds like there's stuff happening behind you everyone in the you. audience is experiencing this crazy spatial drama so so great interesting i wish i could remember the name i might put that on the ins- <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> description um but asmr is is, is interested in, or the, the artists in asmr or around this are interested in this 3d audio recording with binaural headphones because it increases that intimacy yeah i think um the plan is that everybody wants to try and make it as realistic as possible because mm. the more realistic it is, the better the trigger will be because obviously all the triggers that everybody is used to experiencing before they find out what it was, was from real life. Yeah. So um, whenever I was in uh, college, I used to have a teacher and he used to speak so softly like this here <laughs> and he'd be talking about all this important stuff that I probably should have remembered for my exams but I oh my gosh it got to the point where I had to record it like record all of my lectures <laughs> on my phone because I just could not concentrate but then yeah so what they're trying to do is replicate that as realistically as possible and you're saying like oh maybe VR is like a possibility yeah and I totally want to do that do you think that's like an, an, an a next step to really make you feel like you're right there in the situation? Mm-hmm. 100%. And there's another ASMRist, Ali. And what she is, is she is ASMR requests on YouTube, but then she also has Pixel Whipped, which is her VR, like super technological, like other <laughs> project that she does. Right. So she is super into 3D audio, 3D cameras, VR, everything that works. And what she's trying to do is like push it. It's really interesting because the technology affords us this like means to go VR. But actually I think, oh, that's really cool. But then I'm also sort of drawn back to how do we also then try to create this in a live environment where you could go to like a, a show or performance and experience it. And I think I had mentioned to you when we first talked about doing this recording, uh, that I had actually by accident sort of done an ASMR performance. Oh yes, that's right. Um, so like two years ago as part of Sonority's Festival in Belfast. Sonority's Festival is a festival of contemporary experimental music that happens at the Sonic Arts Research Centre. But they did this sort of, let's let's go out to a bar and do like a more relaxed totes cage concert <laughs> for experimental music. And uh, me and my performance partner at the time, Clara Kane, put together this sort of little um, menu of personal performances that you could get. So we offered um, one called Pure Poor Poesis, where we would whisper into your ears and we would actually like on the fly make up a little phrase. Um, So everyone, we knew most of the audience members because they were that sort of, you know, nerdy arts crowd right <laughs> so so we would think up a little phrase and we would say the sentence one word at a time but swapping who said each word so essentially you came up with live asmr <laughs> performance before it was a thing but i didn't know this was a thing i didn't know asmr was a thing and who knows there was people probably getting like the odd person getting tingles because we were right up into your ears whispering and it was really intimate you should really upload this into wikipedia 
Yeah, well, first ever live actually, ASMR we, performance. We could do. We could actually like recreate that right now if I pan the microphones left and right. So let's do it. So if if John, if I'm in the left ear and Megan, you're in the right ear. Hey there. <laughs> and we could actually recreate this pure poor poesis. So we would say a phrase. What's the phrase? What would be a sort of thing you'd get whispered in an ASMR? Words like stipple. It's okay. Um, it's words that have like. St- 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 oh. St- Something, something silent is happening now. Something silent. And we'll swap it. So I say something and you say okay. silent. Then we go back and forth. And, you know, it's a, fi- it's a five word phrase. So then we swap which word we say each time. So <laughs> okay. let's go for it. And this is, this is pure poor poesis. And this goes out to Clara Kane because we came up with this together. Okay. Young school. Let's go. Something. Silent. Is. Happening. Now. Something. Silent. Is. Happening. Now. Something. Silent is happening now. <laughs> okay, if you got the t- if you got the tingles, then you get ASMR. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> or, You'll sleep well at night. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 record that little bit and then replay that anytime. <laughs> um, and we need royalties for that. Uh, <laughs> if it, actually seriously, if if you are listening and that did anything to you, please tweet us. Uh, you can tweet me at at underscore John Darcy. And Megan, you're on Twitter, I'm sure. Yes. Tweet me at Vent Threads. At Vent Threads. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, we'll talk about Vent Threads in a minute. We'll, we, we will get back to that. So that was that was sort of our wee thing, but we didn't have any idea about MS ASMR at the time. But we, we did that at that festival. And then we did a sort of reboot of it at a little gig in Lawrence Street workshops organised by a performance artist, Una Lee. Shout out, Una Lee, you're great. And she had us do this in a little dark room and we brought people in one at a time and it was really creepy. <laughs> um, but it was great. And lots of people sort of having weird feelings and experiences. <laughs> one guy like did it and then left the whole building straight after like but messaged us later and was like that was really good <laughs> he probably got asmr do you think so he was probably just weirded out Freaked like out. what the heck just happened to me we also did ones where we would sort of like do like a little breathing performance where we breathed into each other's mouths and changed the shape of our mouths to make little wow wow sort of sounds and we did that in front of your face or there was one where we I sung hope you like and brushed your teeth <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, we do one where we like hummed little like sign tones. These are very ears. like common ASMR triggers. So I don't know. Maybe we need How to get did the band you do back all this? You see if I get money back from that, I'm sure. It's it's a thing. People are making careers out of it now. Let's bring it back to your one that I brought up as the first thing that made me interested in what you're doing. Not that you aren't interested in or what I didn't like realize you're interested in, but what sort of pricked my interest that you, you set up this little room in an art gallery that people could sit in and I did not sit in it. I'm sorry. I know you didn't. I watched you. I was did you? very mad. <laughs> did you watch me? Crouched mad? outside the front. I was like, I was what crouched outside because, you know, I had the crouch down to see into the hole. The hole was a little bit too small for me to not feel like I, I just felt like I was going to embarrass myself. I was going to rip my trousers trying to get in there. So I was like, I'll I'm stay very outside. disappointed in you. But I was very engrossed. What interested me was that, yes, the people who got in were, were as you said, they were sort of shielding themselves from the gallery and actually creating this nearly like womb like circumstance mm-hmm. in which to experience the video. And that brings us to this idea that ASMR is maybe um, hinting at some of these deep 
uh, feelings of intimacy and caring and nurturing that we experience as a child. Mm-hmm. And your piece was sort of making the audience feel like a child, like they were yeah, bringing like, had, nostalgic memories. Yeah, they were on cushions. Emotions. It was like a little fort that they were in. They were being nurtured and comforted. Is that all playing in your head when you're setting out the scene for how people experience this? Oh, yes. That was like the main reason why I built Gertrude, which is the name of the box. Gertrude. Gertrude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that was 100% the reason why she was made was I I feel like if it was just the TV screens with a headphone, you maybe wouldn't pay as much attention to what was on the screens you'd be distracted by everybody that was around you oh definitely and um I feel like the sound was a lot better as well once you got in because there is it was lined with about six duvets <laughs> which was all stapled to the side my dad was a funeral director so he like stapled <laughs> <laughs> he used to line coffins so he lined this box in wow. the same way that he lined coffins so technically people were in a very very in a small very, cubic coffin a cubic coffin that's exactly that wasn't was. in the program notes for <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the blurb um but yeah no it kind of soundproofed yeah. like the everything was very once you got in not that you did but if you climbed in it got a lot quieter and there was definitely more intimacy and really actually that's solving a lot of problems that video art and sound art faces in the gallery context and that there's such a blasé attitude when approaching the gallery a lot of the time and people are like quite standoffish they're in a social space there's yeah. some, a lot of people are self-conscious because they're like how do I experience art in the gallery and in postmodern conceptual art terms people are like thinking oh what is this and who am I (laughs) why am I here god is dead everybody's (laughs) judging me so also people probably were on one hand afraid to maybe go into your box because of all those things but once they're in there they're able to block out the sound scene this echoey cavernous horrible white wall space and be able to zone in on mm-hmm. the video in a totally different way mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wanted <laughs> so that's great so that okay. worked done tick <laughs> perfect tick. I'm an artist now it's great <laughs> so good um, and you, you posted a little video on the internet about the making and the construction of this sort of idea oh, in your video the, the artist um, talk yeah, so, I mean, if people want to hear or a little bit more about this, or act, are the videos online to watch? Where, yes. How do people find these? Um, I'm sure if you go onto YouTube and type in Megan Catchley Dalla, all one word, that it'll come up, hopefully. How oh, do you spell Catchley in case people Oh no, I think, it, I think it's just R-M-E-G-A-N-C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Dalit. So for Google purposes, and that sort of yeah. thing will come up. Maybe ASMR in there as well. I think the ASMRist. Oh, the ASM artist. Yeah, that's like. Oh, my, that's a great my, pun. Thank you so much. I do love me a good pun. <laughs> so let's let's divert for a little bit. We'll come back to ASMR at the end because we, I believe you have a little experiment. We're planned. gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game. So hold on till the end um, to hear our little uh, potentially. Are we gonna do three D sound? What are we it's gonna, gonna do? It's gonna be three D sound. Oh man. 
<laughs> it's gonna be so fun. Are we gonna put the mics in the dog's ears? There's a dog outside that would love some microphones in its ears, probably. They would just love any kind of attention. <laughs> well, let's let's diverge for a minute and talk about your other stuff because you've loads of other stuff going on. You are, uh, I'm gonna say, you're one of Belfast's premier fashion bloggers. Is that Wait, <laughs> no, no, no. Are you? Is it a fa- are, you, are you fashion blogging? It used to be more fashion blogging, but I feel like you're yeah. more lifestyle blog now. Yeah, I've changed from. Well, I I still do fashion. But I wouldn't say that I was like, firstly, a fashion blogger, I'd say I was more a lifestyle blogger. It's very photography based. Yeah. And that's where the name of your Twitter handle comes from. It's your, the name of your blog's Vent Threads. Mm-hmm. Well, where did that Every come from? Every handle is Vent Threads. Um, <laughs> I can't really remember. I, I, whenever I was picking out the name at that time, it was fashion. So I was flicking through Vogue, looking for the most quirkiest name that I could. And then Vent was like there was an A to Z of fashion and then I was looking for one that would be an unusual word so I went to V X Z it was um found that vent was like the slit in the back of jackets mm-hmm. you know the wee ventilations yeah and then I thought that that worked quite well because vent is in like whinging great <laughs> talking pun. yeah I love me a good pun well, what we love to do and in then, Northern Ireland is vent so. <laughs> and then threads because internet threads and then oh, threads because of clothes. Yeah, it's a double wow. level fun. I didn't get that before. But now I just call it vent. I don't really call it vent threads as much. You don't? Well, no, like if I'm talking about it, I'll just call it vent. So you're on Twitter, vent threads. Instagram, Instagram. vent threads. Facebook, vent threads. Everything, vent threads. Are you Snapchatting vent threads? Uh, yeah, I am. Are you? Yeah. Okay, so about <laughs> Snapchat vent threads yeah. too. Wow, I need to get on that. What do you do you do like a can people like follow is it a story based Snapchat you do? Or? I do quite a lot of talking and dogs. Mainly it's just my cat Friday. <laughs> and okay. laser pens. Laser oh the oh cat follows the pen. Yeah, he loves it so much. Right. Occasionally there'll be a night out and yeah, drunk Megan, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't What's really figured Snapchat out yet. I basically just do selfies of me with the rainbow book. That's, oh, really? <laughs> that's all I do. I don't really use emojis or anything. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of them. I do like the face swap on Snapchat. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, really good. I did one the other day with my friend Jacob, and I ended up looking like Steve Buscemi. Does he look like Steve Buscemi? Um, no. So I don't understand how I did, but yeah. Maybe they like accidentally based what do with Steve Buscemi, Buscemi was doing oh, one with man. his mate at the same time. Oh my And gosh. the server just messed up the oh, photo amazing. mapping. Steve Buscemi, like, what a weird <laughs> That's a man. good, that's a good new filter for Snapchat to just take a random other Snapchatter. I think they do have that though. Do they? Yeah, where you can, well, not a random one out of oh, your own okay. friends. You can yeah. like. Oh, you can take a random photo from your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally random. Crazy. Insane. Wow, Unbelievable. Future. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're blogging on Vent and um, what, what have you been up to at the minute? I saw you did your swimsuit summer edition recently. Yes, I did. The, so that was a swimwear haul. I think that's what they call it. These swimwear hole? Yeah, it's a collection of loads of swimwear that I was um, working with brands. Oh, it's a haul? Like you, you, you got a load? You got I a, got a, a load bag. of swim shots because it's coming up to the summer. <laughs> you did, yeah. So then I, rather than just doing it myself, I gathered up um, three other very inspiring women and I got them to join me and we went to Templemere Baths 
Um, That's and went great, to their Victorian, like, run-down, empty swim yeah. pool and shot some shots uh, and with Kieran really McMullen. And they open. They put, like, art events on in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, really yeah. weird plays and things. Um, I think there was an artist in residence there as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh, we should have looked Very dangerous. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, you didn't dive in, no? We didn't, no. no. Nearly fell in a few times, but yeah. Uh, so that was the swimsuit edition. Yes. Uh, what else have you been up to? The last one that I just did was um, with two other women. One was Lucy Graham, who owns The Garage Vintage. So it's a an online boutique and she's only 20 and she's... Wow. Super inspiring, very, very driven girl. And then the other was... Um, a blogger from Belfast as well, TJ um, Titler, and she is amazing. So we did a shit with um, Matthew Johnson. It was the first time where I had allowed anybody else to write something on my blog. Oh, And they did an amazing job, so it was great. <laughs> yeah. um, but coming up, the next one, I think, will be with Go Girl. Oh, great. Go Girl. Oh, we like them. We love Go Girl. We love Go Girl, Go Girl on the great. podcast. I believe uh, episode two, which was, oh, no, wait, was it my episode two? I th- one of my early episodes, I did a recap of 2015 because um, I just started this at the turn of the new year. And uh, we played the boobs song. Yay, boobs. Um, which we your voice them. is actually on. Yes. I've never seen a show that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. Don't know if I can play that again because I played it when too Be- many times. Beauty yeah, Sleep came in um, because Shailene uh, from Beauty Sleep uh, is big part of Go Girl movement and uh, she sings on the track as well. Ran from Beauty Sleep produced the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it with B McSee when he was in the car, <laughs> and I think I played a bit of it then. So I really I can't play it far again. too much. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the next one is uh, with Go Girl, which has um, a theme now. So. We're working in themes for every four months, I think. So this theme that is going on in Go Girl now is Share the Load. Right. So there's many different projects going on at the minute. And one is that you can buy a letter. Oh, I heard Have about you seen this. this. Yeah. Yeah. So you can buy a letter. I think they're five pounds and it'll be written by one of the Go Girls and tailored to whatever you want. So it could just be a letter of positivity. It could be a letter helping you find a drive. I don't know, about absolutely anything you want. And Whoa. then it's also helping us. So it's actually like a little mail art scheme nearly. It's like great. You get your own artwork, you get your own inspirational message. How do people do that? How do they get them? They just look up Go Girl on um, Facebook? Yeah, or? find us on Facebook and then there should be plenty of links on there. And it's Go Girl. And remember, it's not the urinary product. No, <laughs> it's not the she-way. Um, I think it's Go Girl Party. Go Girl Party, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, And uh, there's some really nice visuals. Uh, Alison, a couple other illustrators have been doing. Yeah, to, Fiona... Like, mcdonald did the yeah. latest ones for share the load and oh my gosh they're just so gorgeous great but yeah so the next blog post is gonna be sort of girl gang vibes sweet that explaining sounds great. about that and uh and is there any other cool girl um themed theme movements in, in the upcoming arising have you have you decided on your next theme for the four months after share the load no share the load has only just started okay this month so i'm getting ahead of myself you're getting way ahead of yourself <laughs> calm down man um so go girl is all go it's all go it's all go it's coming to vent thread soon oh what, what's the actual website for vent thread so people can just go straight there www.ventthreads.com 
dot uk dot co dot uk nope dot Whoa. uk dot uk man straight in there so much cheaper so much color uk okay very good but also you're doing a little thing coming up very soon with some of the go girl crew mm-hmm. you've got an event coming up an event it's called murmur and it's led by katie richardson of goldie fawn so it's being held in the mac and it is a theatrical performance slash gig slash dance slash art slash happening amazing event that everybody has to go to it's like we're in the 60s it's a it's a happening it's a it's so cool Um, it's definitely the first of its kind in northern ireland if not the world (laughs) (laughs) it's like jill's holland but with glitter That's like that should be on the poster. It like, should be on the poster. Like Jules Holland Hoot Nanny, but with glitter. <laughs> and so who's who's all playing or is there's music live music at this? Uh yes. Yeah, so there is AE Mac, uh Beauty Sleep, New Portals, and yeah. obviously Goldie Fawn as well. We've got friends of the podcast, Beauty Sleep. So come Portals, they were one of our recent tracks on Lisbon's 98 FM, or one of our track of the weeks. Uh, so we'll have to get Goldie Fawn on soon and AE Mac as well to sort you of complete need both that of them thing. on, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so when people go. Is there gonna be is there gonna be a stage? How does it work? Yes. At one there, of these multimedia extravaganzas. There is gonna be the most amazing stage. Set design is gonna be out of this world and into another one that and has the, loads of glitter. This is what your your side of it is sort of the you're overseeing the production and how it all looks and feels. Yeah, I'll be helping with the stage design and costume designs. Yeah. The bands are in costumes or there's other people in well, costumes? Well, there's, there's going to be a couple of questions, I'm sure. Oh. Um, but Shailene from Beauty Sleep will love that. She is so excited. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and there's no headlining band or anything. They're all on the same level. They're in the round. It is going to be, it's going to be kind of like if, if bands were in a musical <laughs> telling a story, it would be like that. So rather than each band playing a set, it's going to be amazing. I love it. You know, they used to do a gig. I'm sorry. Do they still do this occasionally? Called Carousel in the Black Box, where they would get either portions of bands or full bands or solo musicians, and they would put them in the round, but the audience would actually be around the band. So the band was in sort oh, of like a cool. circle and the audience was sitting around them. So say there was a couple of like singer songwriters there. One of them would start and then everyone would all sort of slowly join in and it would be like a sort of jam session. And then they'd slowly morph into a song by the person sitting to their left. And it would work its way around the room as this sort of improv jam sort of thing. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, I hear, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one. Um, a couple of years ago, I actually refereed a live gig. We did. What does that mean? <laughs> I know. What does that mean? Uh, Thomas Camblin, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, was like a... He's, he's just like the Mr. Music. He just does everything. He used to play drums. Fingers in all the pies. He used to play drums with me and uh, he has his finger in every pie. He used to manage more than conquerors and things. And he like was Mr. Sink and uh, music management and just doing everything. He was like behind everything in Northern Ireland music, right? Uh, he's going to laugh when he hears this. 
but he organized this gig which was called like Versus and it would have two bands playing and they would the like one band was they were both on the floor it was in Antiani's or as rest in peace Antiani's in the bar with no name <laughs> uh, and both bands were on the floor with the audience and uh, I was actually doing sort of like ring announcer like as it was a wrestling match and they would one band would play a song and then the other band would play the other song uh, like after that and there was like police tape every word so like people didn't hit guitar amps and like didn't get headbutted into like a guitar yeah headstock. I'm surprised they fitted um, two bands in in one go the place I know. is tiny who was it it was before machines R.I.P. oh my gosh yeah and oh I think eaten, I was at that and eaten by yeah. bears R.I.P. yeah there you go I think I was there that's odd so maybe like that but less aggressive no, that was it's not going to be aggressive at all that was it's quite just aggro be, boy rock yeah no this is just going to be magical you're going to leave like floating on a cloud unicorns are they going to be mm, no be? more birds because birds. murmur murmuration oh I get you come on come on there's a great poem about that by Alan Gillis called the starlings which is all about it's like the murmurations of the starlings and we have like amazing murmuration uh, I'm sure there's ones all over Northern Ireland but the big famous one is over the Albert Bridge in East Belfast yes. so is that, is that sort lagging. of like your inspiration for murmurations here or I have no idea Katie's just <laughs> magic this is Katie's project she's amazing so I can't wait to see what happens so look up Goldie Fawn for maybe more information about yeah, the Murmur Yeah, go gig. follow Goldie Fawn on Facebook and I'm, yeah. I'm sure she'll be uploading any behind-the-scenes videos. Oh, that'll be interesting. Photos. Costume design sessions. Everything. Oh my gosh, it's going to be exciting. So it's on the 11th of June in the MAC and tickets are £15. That's next Saturday. Next Saturday or £12 concession. Great. So, Which is cheap as chips. So I guess also if you look up the Max website, you can yes. you can look for a Murmur event there. Yeah. That'll be great. And there's the stuff the Mac produces is always very high end, high quality as well. So yeah. like I'm sure it'll be a night not to be missed, as the press release would probably say. Should we play some ASMR games? Let's do this. Oh my gosh. We don't have that much time left. We've been chatting too much. Let's do this. What are we gonna do? We are gonna play an ASMR game that because of our love for Queen, <laughs> we talked about this last week over a boojum about how much we both love Queen and argued a little bit over which album was the best. Okay, so uh, maybe our listeners can settle this uh, tweet underscore John Darcy. Which is the best Queen album? Because obviously when you're talking about good Queen albums, you don't actually mean they're real studio albums because... <laughs> nope. They, nah. nah. <laughs> we, we're talking about which Greatest Hits album. So Queen Greatest Hits 1 or Queen Greatest Hits 2. And I, and everybody knows it's not the third one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, Barcelona is on that, but apart from that, it's... Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so Greatest Hits 1 has like Killer Queen. Uh, it has We Are The Champions, We Will Rock You. All the hits, but mm, Greatest Hits 2 has like... A kind of magic. A kind, a kind of magic. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Under pressure. Oh, boom, hits. boom, boom. So maybe we can. Maybe should I do a Twitter poll about which is the best, and we can vote too. How how did Queen come into our ASMR game? Because we're going to play a game where you get one ear, I get the other ear, and then it's a battle to see who knows how many Queen songs. So you'll say a Queen song, I say a Queen song. And then it's whoever runs out of Queen songs first. Okay. Are you ready? 
Am I ready? Are you going okay. to do it with these mics? Let's do it with these mics and then maybe we'll finish the show with some um, rustling and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say rustling paper and stuff. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of us will put on the headphone mics and uh, we'll, we'll maybe do some tapping and little sounds that might give people the, the heebie jeebies. Triggers. Mm. Uh, so I, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Um, Radio Gaga. It's a kind of magic. We will rock you. Crazy little thing called love. Barcelona. <laughs> Delilah. That's a song about its cat. Oh, that's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> fat-bottomed girls. Good old-fashioned lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good ASMR <laughs> Somebody to love. Is this the world we created? I want it all. Bicycle race. Seven seas of rye. Seven seas of rye. I'm the invisible man. <laughs> Which, to be fair, starts off with like binaural audio. Oh, wow. It goes, I'm the invisible man. I'm the invisible man. Indiendo. Um, I've lost I can't remember anything I have no idea anymore Um, Total brain fart You forgot under pressure Oh no (laughs) What about My best friend You're my best friend you're my best friend No you're my best friend No you're my best friend (laughs) And the winner of this round was John Darcy Oh. I wish we had that count applause. You know what? I could add count applause. I could add count applause in post production. You know what? I'm not gonna. Don't need it. <laughs> Don't need it. Don't need it. I might add a. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So we're nearly at the end, Megan. Um, so if people want to find out more about Ventfreds, Ventfreds.uk. If they want to find out more about the Murmur event that's coming up next Saturday, 11th of June, uh, check out the Max website for tickets. Uh, they're like £15 and then there's a concession rate also, which is great. If you want to find out a bit more about Megan's art, search Megan Kathleen Dallet, which is M-A... <laughs> you can spell that. How do you spell it? M-E-G-A-N dash C-A-F-A-D-A I-T-L-I-F-A-D-A-N-D-A-L-L-A-T and Google probably doesn't care if you do the fathers. It but, probably doesn't. Or you could just search the ASMRist. Oh yeah, the ASM artist. Dot blogspot.co.uk. Right. And that'll tell you all about the projects. Everything. It'll um, explain stuff to you. I'm really excited to see what you're gonna do next with the whole uh ASMR tinged art slash art tinged ASMR. Virtual reality. Virtual reality. And I think like more of these like lovely cushion lined coffins for yeah. for the gigs would be great. Hopefully a wee bit smaller. Maybe, maybe head sized. Maybe That'd a bed. Handy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. There's loads of really cool photos of like, you know, people in the nineteen thirties and these weird sound experiments before that you know, before headphones were really commercialized. There was all these weird uh, sort of solutions to having multiple speakers around your head and there'd be like these big 
like portable speaker things where you could like stand in it and stuff. That uh, sounds great. Maybe I'll do that. I'll totally rip that off. The past, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all from like World Fair Paris 1914 or something. <laughs> so, so look those up. Uh, Megan, it has been a complete pleasure having you today. Uh, would you like to play us out on a little song or just some paper scrunching? Let's go with the paper scrunching. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so uh, actually, if you're listening now, I know you probably can't do this on radio. But uh, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're on headphones because we're going to record this in 3D audio or as I just call it, binaural recording. I'm going to stick some microphones into my ears and Megan is going to do some uh, little ASMR stuff to see if any of you can get that little braingasm. Okay, so this might sound a little bit weird, but what you're hearing right now is my voice. Um, 3D. Well, my voice probably sounds weird because it's sort of in the middle, in the middle of your head. You're now John Darcy. Yeah, so you're from my perspective and Megan is lingering weirdly behind me. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of, a uh, bit, bit creepy. So you can do, do a bit, bit, bit of like paper scratching, are you? I'm going to do some paper scratching in your ear. Oh, I feel like I got it there. We're going to do some uh, table tapping. Oh yeah, let's do some table tapping too. I feel like you have to come down. Oh yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to move. go write something down yes you have to guess what it is all right If you got the tingles, again, give me a shout. Underscore, at, at, underscore, John Darcy on Twitter. Uh, if you've got the tingles, also give Megan a shout to let her know she's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> at Vent Threads. Megan, thanks again for explaining your ASMR practice, ASMR-based practice, and it's been great to hear everything oh scrap that that sounds really bogus uh, <laughs> megan thanks so much for inviting me into your home and i hope the car gets fixed good <laughs> luck with the murmur event and good luck with the upcoming go girl blogging i can't wait to see what's next in the whole M- asmr artist thing and hopefully we'll get you on again to talk about it when you do it yay 
Thank Our, you so much for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. You. Night, night. <laughs> Why do you say night?